On this episode of End of the Bench, we have a wild week 14, ton of upsets, and a wild Rams-Bears game, tons of defense, everyone was throwing interceptions like crazy. Winter meetings just went underway today on Monday, you're listening on Tuesday. We're going to give our predictions for, I don't know, the top 10 or 12 guys we have on this list of where where they're going to go, and uh, you might be surprised from that. And also, we'll give our take on the Heisman winner, Kyler Murray, who won on Saturday. I'm happy. I don't know what Liam's take is, but we'll get his. And special segments toward the end of the show. All right, let's get started. All right, welcome to the end of the bench. This is episode 10, correct? 10, correct. Correct. Yes. Wow, look at that. Number 10. 10 in. And uh, today's December 11th. We got a ton to talk about. This we th- this might be the craziest week of of football in the NFL so far. Week 14, bunch of upsets, great plays. Let's start with the craziest play. Of the year and probably the number one highlight All right. of 2018-2019 season. Patriots coming into Miami to play the Dolphins. Tom Brady, this is probably one of his worst worst places to play in his career. I think he's now officially 7-10. and 10. Yep. When I saw that stat, I was mind-blown. You, If you asked me Crazy. before that, he played 13 games against the Dolphins. Like, what his stats was, Should I was like 10-3. and three, Yeah. Right? Something crazy yeah. like that. But no. No. So yeah, he is. He has been great over there, but overall, the Patriots had this game. It was a, it was kind of a back and forth affair. Honestly, yeah. they were kind of staying in. Brady had, of course, a hell of a day for through almost three hundred fifty eight yards. But the play of the game was at the last the last play. Yep, it was a it was a the old school lateral play. But what blew blows my mind is, if you're Belichick, why are you putting in Gronk? As your last line of defense. That was a stupid move because you know Tannehill has a bad arm. Yeah. Just, you know, from all the injuries and everything. Right. He's not going to throw a 60-yard bomb down the field, which is the reason Gronk's in there. Yeah, to bat it down. Like exactly. He, he, he's done that He's done that in the past. Yep. Super Bowl, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they put him in when, you know, I would say most people would know Tannehill's not throwing it deep. They're going to try, you know, some... Crazy! I think they they called the pl- the play Boise or something like that. I have no idea. So, you know, usually Belichick makes those good coaching decisions. I think it was a pretty bad decision, but also Gronk should have made that tackle. His his he elbow stumbled. brace just you know made him uh, lean a little too hard, and he just went down. He stumbled like right before, as soon as uh, Drake started cutting up the field. Yep. But I saw a, like a fan's perspective from from the stands that they scored in, and yeah. they they went up to the, the to the right up to where the stands were. The fan's video showed me that I saw that Gronk wasn't running initially. Oh, He started really? watching and watching, and then he started running kind of when he was almost too late. I was going to say, he, he he had like a good angle on him, but he was just too slow, and then once he stumbled, it was over from then. Yeah, and how do you how do you let Drake... First of all, those laterals, Kenny Stills, great lateral. That Kenny Stills lateral was sick. That yeah. was like a re- college option lateral, just like yeah, sideways it was, it was the lateral. Perfect timing, and it was he was just enough behind the lot behind, yep. so it wasn't a forward lateral. But Drake's got to get stopped there, oh, definitely, especially when he's like along the sidelines and then makes a cut left yeah. into like three or four defenders. 
and then just takes off. Would you have like a uh, uh... look? You can say that you had Gronk in there, biggest guy on the field, so you're gonna he's gonna a hard hit, hard tackle. Yeah, but wouldn't you want a guy who's a little faster, maybe, to catch up? Um, that Drake, makes sense, right? To running back, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we we can always it, we can always put all these situ- these scenarios into play after the fact. Because if Gronk wasn't in there, there would have been a safety there. Yeah. Who, in theory, is probably faster than Gronk and knows how to tackle. I know. I think it should have been uh, handled a little differently, but it was probably that's probably the highlight of the year when it comes to the definitely football that was insane play. Yeah, absolutely insane. The Rams and Bears was a little different. Those tons of defense. Yeah, not what I expected. You, I, I posted on Twitter uh, uh, the Oprah meme when she's going like, and you get a car, <laughs> you get a car, <laughs> and you get an interception, and you get an interception. Goth looked horrible. He looks terrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. Four picks. It really was. You look, I don't know if you can put him in like, I don't know if before you can put him in like MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a little surprising to see how bad he played. And look, let's not forget that <laughs> Trubisky played like crap too. Three interceptions too. It was very surprising for the amount of picks from both these quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Gurley only ran for 28 yards. I'm telling you, the Bears defense, I said this a couple weeks ago. You didn't disagree, but I'm preaching it even more now. I think this team with this defense can go to the Super Bowl. I'm serious. This defense is stupid good. Mm-hmm. This is like almost... Oh, yeah. This is almost like a Ravens, 2000 Ravens, when they had Trent Dilfer as their quarterback. Yeah, and this had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed in that defense, just yeah. take him all the way. Crazy. So, I mean, what's your takeaway from this game? I, it's just insane that Gurley only had 11 carries. But, I mean, they were fighting from behind, you know, basically from the second half on. So, they have to pass the ball. I mean, Goff had 44 attempts. So, what are you going to do? I mean, when your quarterback goes 20 for 44, not going to help. They did have that awesome punt. Uh, fake punt play though. Yes. When Hecker again. Yeah. Gets that completion in first down. Not bad. I I kind of like. I mean, you. I, what I noticed was like McVeigh didn't do the regular stuff that he, I guess we were used to seeing a bunch of the fakes, the 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 double reverses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also they miss Cooper Cup a lot. Another wide receiver out there, and I think maybe the cold weather had something to do with it too, because they just. That's Only true. six points, two field goals. That's it. The offense didn't do anything. Yeah, but Trubisky looked good running the ball. He did. I mean, of course, him, him and J- Josh Allen. Yeah, Allen's Monsters. ridiculous monster when it comes to running. Rams, Chiefs, or Ravens, Chiefs. Excuse me. I was surprised how well the Ravens stayed in the game. Twenty-seven, twenty-four victory by the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson. Did he, were you a little impressed from him when it comes to throwing the ball? We all know he has Definitely. he can run. He ran for seventy one yards. So he was thirteen cool. twenty four, hundred and forty seven yards passing and two and two and two touchdowns. What did I, you take away from this game? Definitely impressed, and I think Flacco's gonna need to find a new job. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I have a I watched I watched that entire game. There you can definitely see some rookie stuff. Some from oh, rookie for sure. play. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Lamar's running around with the ball out. He fumbled a big fumble that he and he was just had he he, he, he runs like a defensive player when right. they pick off a ball or scoop of a fumble just right, right. not tucking it no yeah. two hands this ain't, this ain't college dude yeah you know uh but Mahomes man the throw of the year bro that was insane 
It was Aaron Rodgers-esque. You're yep. running all the way to the right side. You have people coming. Ton, tons of guys are coming after him. And he throws it across his body to the other side of the field. No where Tyreek, Yeah, where Tyreek Hill catches it, yep. runs up the field. He's he limping out. And uh, that was definitely the throw of the year. Yeah, that was awesome. And then I saw your tweet, RG3 alert, got put in the game. Yeah. That, that last, uh, what he had, he had a third oh. down and a fourth down, right? Like third yeah. and 22, fourth yeah. and 22? Yeah. Because he just he saw the cannon of an arm. I mean, that, that fourth down pass was pretty good. It was close, yeah. but could have been closer. I was a little. I was definitely impressed though when it comes to Lamar Lamar Jackson playing against. It was. It almost felt like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, just between both of these teams, obviously, Ravens have an insanely good defense, and the Chiefs' offense is you know electric. It was number one defense versus number one offense. If you want yeah. to argue, Bears' defense is number one. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You, you By the think. stats, Ravens. Yeah, probably. But one of the crazier. Referee, it was, the referees were so bad in this Eagles Cowboys game. Let's first start off by that the offensive pass interference penalty. If you if you didn't see it, go look it up. What what what, oh. what was your thoughts on this? I know you watched the game. Horrible, horrible yeah. call. It was just you, you know your usual. You he tight end. He's running straight. Yeah, Goblin. It was kind of got to go. He's got to kind of go through slash around the guy without you know looking you know looking too obvious. And yeah. he doesn't make it look bad. He, he kind of just bumps. They him. bump and then yeah. he keeps running. But I think horrible call by the refs. Yeah, that was just a, like you said. Huge penalty. Mark Cooper had another fantastic oh, day. He makes Jerry Jones look like genius now. Yeah, Raiders are looking at it like scratching their heads like, oh yeah. boy, ten receptions of two hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns. Are the are the Eagles done now? Where well, the Cowboys are, cl- like running away with this. They're eight and five now. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, six and seven Eagles. It's. I mean, it was still a close game, so I think it's still still going to be a tight race to finish out the season. But Dak's been looking really good. Like you know, the past few weeks, yeah. he's been throwing the ball a lot more. Obviously, they're getting Zeke involved, and then Cooper's just been clicking the last two, three games. So, I think the Cowboys are going to, you know, win this division. But I think Eagles, you know, everyone in the division can make it close, obviously, besides the Giants. If you're a Cowboy fan, I it's like a mix. Like, are you pissed about this win? Are you happy? Because I'm saying pissed because Jerry Jones is getting all happy. He's going to sign an extension to Jason Garrett. He's going to give an extension to Dak Prescott. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And Cowboy fans, I really think they don't like Jason Garrett. I think they want. I think they want like a Lincoln Riley. I mean, like five, six games into the season, he was on the hot seat. And it's like every year he's in the hot seat. The last like yeah, three true. years, he's been on the hot seat. Yeah, you know, it's like you know they're 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 a little less like the Yankees mentality where if it's Super Bowl or bust or yeah. World Series or bust, but. Every and now they're gonna. I, I have a weird feeling Jones is to give him an extension. The Cowboy fans are gonna be pissed because watch like next season they're gonna t- they're gonna be terrible. I don't know. It's it's just, if he makes the playoffs, his extension job saved. absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I think his job saves as of, as of right now. I mean, they they lose out. Damn, okay. If they lose out and go eight and eight, then I think it's done. So. Yeah, because what one I mean, one more still, one more win and I mean, they lock it up, right? I mean, they'll still make the playoffs because they're going to win a division. Oh, two more wins and they lock it up. Yeah, I mean, okay. I guess yeah. one more win because they have the head to head over the Eagles. Right. If they win one more game, then they're, I think they're fine. Damn. Okay. 
to end our NFL talk right now is the Steelers versus the Raiders. This is a very embarrassing loss from the Steelers. <laughs> very embarrassing. Yeah. Happy, look, John Gruden was so ecstatic oh. like, last night. I, like right after the win, they were go, he was going those, to the, those gifts everyone's posting of him, just yeah. fist pumping like crazy. Yeah, I he ran it. to the sideline and ran to like the fans and was high fiving on the yeah, fans yeah. and stuff. But if you if you're a Steeler fan, are you worried? I think you got to be worried a little, because Big Ben just this whole season he's just looked just blah, blah, right? Up, it's like he's constantly up and down. like he's hurt or. At one point in the game, he like went out for a few plays because he was hurt, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll come back and I'll lead this comeback." And then it just you <laughs> he know, threw never a touchdown happened. to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. I think I don't know if it was the how many touchdowns did he have? He had two. Yeah, so the that one touchdown where he Schuster leaped up, caught it, bobbled it, got his two feet in, called it incomplete first, then re- yeah, 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 challenged it, touchdown. The second touchdown, which gave them the lead in the fourth quarter, almost picked was almost picked off. It was like last week against the Broncos. Yeah. Or was it last week? Oh, yeah, three yeah. weeks ago. Yep. Where he gets the Broncos. Where remember I, the, it was like the it was the goal line play. He, he threw it right the, in Shelby Miller's chest. Right, right, right yeah, into yeah. The, the, right into the tackle's chest. But this one, he like a quick little pass, and after touchdown, he like looked up to the sky like saying, "Thank you, God, I didn't throw a pick." <laughs> also, the Steelers kicker missed two field goals. So Boswell, Chris yeah. Chris Boswell, you'll be better. And usually, he's he's a knockdown kicker. And he slipped. Oh, you're right. He did he slip on that. Yeah. So the last three games for the for the Steelers, all losses. 24-17, the Broncos, oh. Chargers 33-30, and then a Raiders loss 24-21. They are still on top of the AFC North, but the Ravens are – I think the Ravens are going to give them a run for their money, to be honest with you. If I was the Steelers or Steelers fans, very nervous about that. And there's no James Conner. James Conner was out. Yep. So there's a lot. there's a lot of drama. Of course, there is. So the next three games for the for the Steelers, it's a little tough. Patriots, Saints, and Bengals. Yeah. Damn. So it's it's like going to be it is you need they need to be play lights out. And for the Ravens, it's Buccaneers, Chargers, Browns. Boxers should be a dub. Chargers and Browns are going to be a little difficult. Browns maybe not as difficult, but the Chargers. I would definitely rather play those teams than who Absolutely. the Steelers are playing. Yeah, it's Patriots and Saints back yeah. to back. Absolutely. Definitely not. Definitely not. So that wraps up our, our NFL talk. Let's get into the Heisman talk. Yep. Kyler Murray wins. Did they get it right? I'm happy as can be. Oh, 100%. I was in the train. Oh, oh can, yeah, we, can yeah. we just stop? Before we get into this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. SantaCon. Good idea. SantaCon. You didn't go. Nope. You couldn't go. You were working, right? I was working. You went with Producer Stone, right? I went with Producer Stone, right? And, oh, of course, as you can probably... We've been listening to last uh, fifteen. How long have we been, we've been taping for? Been like we're like fourteen minutes deep right now. So fifteen minutes right about now. Stone is not here. He could not make it tonight. So it's just us two tonight. So we miss him. But, we, but as as you were saying, yes, I did go out with producer Stone and about fifteen other people. It was a blast. It's a squad. It was a big squad. We met up with a bunch of people in the city. First SantaCon. Very interesting. Just a sea of red. You see any fights? I saw a lot of good fights on Twitter. I didn't see. I actually didn't see any. I was very wow, surprised. Okay. I didn't go to the east uh, down to the East Village. Okay. I was I was very close. I was on like the twenty six, twenty eight Street. It's not too far from Penn. No. Okay. I, it was which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right right and like right around eight o'clock, I we I walked back. To, I walked to Penn Station. Oh, all right. So yeah, that's not nice bad. Walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely cool though. It was 
be willing to spend like roughly a hundred bucks on just drinks. <laughs> you know, they have good deals and discounts. No, I really didn't think about it. I was drunk before we got there. All right, fair enough. Good pregame. I'm, I'm drinking responsibly. I took the train, so I drank responsibly. All right, all right. That's what we like. Yeah, but it was a good time. I uh, was wearing a Santa costume, just like everybody else. <laughs> but uh, definitely recommend to anybody. I mean, do you think it's like a – is it – I mean, I thought it would be hyped up. I don't know about you, if you saw it as like a hyped up thing. But I, I, it was, I definitely hyped up. I lived – it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, heard about it, saw yeah. pictures, saw videos, and it always looked like one of those things, like, I got to go to that. Not even for, like, you know, mm. obviously it looks fun, but just, like, the whole aura around it. Like, SantaCon, like, everyone's dressed up as Santa's, everyone's drinking. It just, it looks like a madhouse, but a great time. Like, when do you stop doing that? Ooh. We're 20, how old are you? 23. 23, yeah, I'm 23, too. So, when do you stop doing that? Is that, like, a 20? I feel like... 29? I feel like when you have kids, or you hit thirty. I think when you have kids, definitely you don't do it. I think maybe I'm, I would say mo- most of the time. Say rule like children out, the thirty. Yeah, you're still in your twenties. Go for it. You can get drunk and dress like Santa and walk around the city all day. Look like an asshole. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. like once you hit thirty or once you have kids, like start thinking about shutting that down. Maybe. But I mean, if you're if you're thirty, you have kids and you still want to go to Santa Con, like good Fuck, for you. Do you, it. You still have a lot of energy, True. a lot more energy than I'm going to have at that age. You know, with those responsibilities. So the reason I stopped right where we we're talking about Heisman talk is because I was on the train back home, and I got the update on the train that Kyler won on Saturday. It's very happy. So, uh, yeah, of course they got it right. I, uh, of course, they did. <laughs> of course, of course they did. Now we're gonna hear for a million years when he plays baseball for the Oakland A's. He's like, yep. "Oh, do you remember when he won the Heisman? Remember this? Remember that?" But I think he. But this just gives Saban a, like a, a, an edge now. Saban. This gives the whole Alabama team a chip on their shoulder I know, going I, into this game. That's what I don't want. Yep. I don't want that. I don't want to see that, which I'm nervous about. But yeah, Heisman. I, I, th- I think I think he was definitely deserving for what he's done this year, or four thousand combined yards, and you know. Absolutely run all, all over the field. I think they got it right because he carried a horrible defense. Yes, I think that might be the bigger and thing. The, really, the only huge counter that like people had was that Tua didn't play in the fourth quarter. But when you took out Kyler's fourth quarter stats, they were still 100% comparable to Tua's. I watched an interview. Uh, like I, Dwayne Haskins was getting an interview by reporters yep. or whatever. And uh, someone was taping on their phone. And one guy kept asking him questions about the Giants. Bro. Listen to it. He asked him, you know, what do you think of, like, the New York Giants? And he's like, a great organization. You know, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, they have a bunch of great players, Odell and Saquon and Eli, yeah. and they have great players. It's like, what do you think of Eli Manning? And he's like, you know, he's, he's a legend. And he said all this stuff. And then the guy asked another follow-up question, like, would you ever want to play there? And he said, I would love to play there. They have a, gr- a great legacy. Um, of course, you know, me coming in. I would have to definitely have to learn and sit and watch and learn from the best, which Eli is yeah, yeah. a legend in New York. Thoughts on that? Dwayne Haskins being a giant. I didn't really think about that. I don't mind that. And so yeah, uh, Sunday I was watching the Giants game yeah. with my girlfriend. At the end of the game, Eli was out. They brought Kyle Lallette in. We were just, you know, she she knows her sports, but yeah. not like crazy into yeah. it. And just out of nowhere, she was like, what if the Giants drafted Ohio State's quarterback next year? She said and, that. Yeah, I was like, Christina, okay. Yeah, Christina, wow. good job, good thinking. Wow. I didn't and then really that got me thinking about it. And then when you brought that up, I was like, wow, like I guess that's actually a thing. That'd be pretty cool. I think he'd be a good fit. Uh, look, he, he just destroyed records this year. On the big yeah, end. oh. He destroyed yeah. records. Oh, yeah. 
All right, let's get into some probably my favorite part of tonight's show. Oh, yeah. Big baseball guy. Over Big there. baseball guy. So the winter meetings just started. You're listening on Tuesday. They started Monday. Winter meetings go on until Thursday. If you, you don't know what the winter meetings are, it's this four-day stretch where all GMs, a bunch of owners, executives, coaches come to this wherever the winter meetings are being held. This year it's in Vegas. Yep. And they – this is the, the biggest time of the year in the free agency offseason where they try signing and trading guys to add to their teams. I mean, last year Stanton was added to the Yankees at uh, – At winter meetings, right? At with the winter meetings last year. So this year is the biggest free agency in probably in, in a, a decade. In a while, just because uh, all the big names. Huge names. So – we're gonna have a list of guys. We have a, we have a list here about twelve guys. That probably the most important free agents yeah. on this list. I would probably say so. And where are they going to go, and why? So okay. we'll start with the biggest name, Bryce Harper. Yanks are out on him, right? Yes, as of today, Yankees are out. Cashman likes his outfield his outfielders now, and doesn't see an option for him to play first base. So they're not out, they're out on him. They're, the Yankees are going to focus on starting pitching. You think they're shortstop? Going to keep Luke Voigt there, and I guess probably hold Greg Bird around. And I you guess know, so. Keep I don't feet. know. I mean, do you think it's a smart move for, for them to pass on Harper? I think a player like this, like he likes he likes what, what he's saying. He likes Gardner in left field. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Hey, Gardy, <laughs> Gardy, go Yardy. I know. I like him. I, I, but, I love Gardy. He's one of my favorite Yankees of all time. But dude, it's Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's when you get a player of that caliber. I don't know if you can just pass off because you have other players there, yeah. and especially Gardner when they signed him to new contract this year for a one-year deal when you knew Harper was coming off a of free agency. Let's get into our predictions. I have Harper going to the Cubs, and I'll tell you why. Yankees are out on him. That's the, that was probably one of the bigger teams that I thought he might go to. So I said Cubs are the next team on the list because Cubs a bunch of money. Right, yep. young talent. Think of a roster, a lineup with Harper, Rizzo, Bryant, Javi Baez, Alberto Mora, Wilson Contreras, Contreras, a bunch of talent in that lineup. But where are you going to put Harper in the outfield? You got Almora in center. You got Hayward in right and Schwarber in left. Hayward's on a long contract. They like Almora's defense and his bat. So I think Schwarber's the odd man out. Now they've they've rumored for the past couple of years of trading him away to get yeah. some pitching or prospects along the way, so I can see them maybe trading Schwarber away to to have that room and put Harper in left or move Harper to right and move Hayward to left, whatever. Wow, okay. And also, Chris Bryant and Harper are boys. Yep, Las Definitely. Vegas guys. Oh, yeah. They play when they're younger, and their wives are very good are very good friends. So I have them. I have them going to the Cubs. I I, I have all those scenarios going in, but. Just wait to see. Who okay. do you got? Well, I mean, before the reports came out when Cashin said the Yanks are out on Harper, I was 100% I thought the Yankees yeah. were going to land him. But now I think the Dodgers, just because they had the payroll, there's a little turmoil going on with Puig. So I'm seeing he could be on the outs there. I agree with that. And then I just think I think they have the money and they're going to go out okay. and make a huge move because that's what their ownership seems to you know have liked to do over the past few years. So you still think with that what the amount of outfielders they have, like you just said, Puig is not happy being a platoon guy. Yep. He doesn't like being a guy just getting rotated in and out. But look yeah, at all yeah. the outfielders they have. 
They have a ton. Yeah. Kemp, Puig, Jock Peterson, Chris Taylor, Kiki Hernandez plays everywhere, and Chris mm-hmm. Taylor plays the infield too. You have all these guys, and Alex Verdugo, their top yeah. hitting prospects, is an outfielder. So they have all these guys. Now look, they can trade. Okay. They can trade two guys, and they yeah, can move sure. Harper in there or Definitely. trade a guy. You know. All right. So next player, Manny Machado. I have him going to the Yankees. Ooh. I think the Yankees. But I just I read something well. that Cashman doesn't want to spend three hundred million dollars on on Machado. Mm-hmm. I beg to differ. I think when it comes push comes to shove, I think. If you're looking for a shortstop, which they are, because Didi's to be out until July, June, July. Yep. I think they might go for him. Have him play shortstop. When they come back, maybe move Andujar first base and, and Didi to third or Trey Andujar and get a pitcher. Who knows? I think I think Machado will be a, a solid fit. And and what Machado people said, his 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 team yep. what I see by team is their his his publicist or his agent, agent or whatever, yeah. said that he's going on a tour. He's not going to Vegas like other players are going to. Like, uh, oh, so he wants to go see each city. He's going to each city that he's interested in. Okay, and they're going to do a nice, a very nice presentation, probably. I like and they're that. They're going to give him all the ins and outs, and just and like Nathan Valdi was in Vegas today. Oh, really? Talking to teams? Well, he signed that. He signed a six four year, yeah, with four a, year, sixty eight million with the Red Sox. Yep. So I guess he was just talking to people today. That's a World Series contract for you. Yeah, when you have a a, a one six ERA in the postseason, that's yeah. what you're gonna get. That's oh, sixty eight yeah. million. So I have Machado going to the Phillies. Okay. I think Yankees are just gonna be playing the long game for a different third baseman. You know, mm-hmm. one of Taylor's favorites, Nolan Arenado, free agency next season. Yes, sir. Uh. I mean, that's, I wouldn't mind that. That's pretty much it. Like after I heard that report that Cash said he doesn't want to drop three hundred mil. On Machado, it was kind of, all right, I can see the Phillies going after Machado, but I would not mind whatsoever if the Yankees got him. I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a nice fit. <laughs> it would be a nice be a nice bat in the middle of that lineup with, with Judge and, and Stanton and Gary yeah. Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Gliber Torres. I can name them all. <laughs> the Michael, whole lineup. Yeah. Michael Brantley, when healthy, is one of the top ten outfielders. In oh, the yeah. He was third in the MVP, I think it was 2014. Yep. I had the chance to interview him this past season uh, it w- when I was working for the Twins. Mm-hmm. Stand-up guy, went healthy. I'm like I just said, he is a MVP candidate. Hits for average. He's a 30-30 threat, right? Every time he's I don't know if his steal- stolen bases are like that. I don't think he hit any home 30, runs. 30-15? He hit 20-20. He, he, I'll say 20-20. All right. Yeah. But I have him reassigning with the Indians. The, the whole thing was when I was interviewing him about the whole story I made out was that it was about what impact was – with him in the lineup when healthy. Okay. What kind of impact? I interviewed Kluber and Kipnis, and they said that without him in the lineup, it's a huge it's a huge loss in our, in our, not only in the clubhouse, but hitting every day. And he was most of, Kluber, I mean, Brantley was most afraid of is that if he was out for an extensive period of time last uh, this this past season, he doesn't know if he's going to re-sign by them. But after a, a, a great season, Playing with the Indians, I, I think he gets re-signed because I don't know the the Indians are going some weird route. I they 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 signed an extension of Carlos Carrasco, yep. but they want to trade either Bauer or Kluber. Yeah, I don't know. What's so going I think on they they, they want to stay in contention and also rebuild. Okay, because that division that they're in is not great. The Twins are trying to stay stay afloat. Royals suck. White yeah. Sox are going to be good in a couple years, and um, and the Tigers are pretty crappy. Okay. So, where do you, where do you have Brantley going? You know what? What you said about the Indians really uh, 
It really gets me thinking. It's not going to change me, though. I happen to go to the Giants. He's oh. cheaper than Harper and Pollock, so he's kind of like a consolation prize. The Giants, really? you know, don't want to spend enough money to get both of those. Like you were telling me, they have, you know, one of the highest payrolls, right? Like, yeah. I think you said first, second, yes, highest. So I think second, second highest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think he's just going to end up there. But if not there, I definitely could see Indians. Just like you said, how Kluber and Kipnis, they love him over there. Okay. I think that hometown, uh, you know, help out a little. Now, A.J. Pollock, you're, this is very interesting. You're saying the Mets. Why? I think he's ended up with the Mets because Brody Van Wagner, he, he's, been Brody. Really qui- he's been really quiet. I know that name just Myth. kills me. Brody. He's been really quiet about what free agents he's going after and all. basically, you know, anything GM-related. He's been right. really silent on it. And it's pretty much known that the Mets want Real Muto. They want a catcher who can hit and play defense well. And I think if they're going to have to get him, they're going to have to trade an outfielder like Nemo, Conforto, someone like that. Yeah, because they have they have outfield depth right now. They yeah. they send Bruce away. Yep. Maybe it's not a bad it's not a bad uh, choice. To be I, honest and with. I and he's not you know one of the guys like Harper or Machado where it's going to take a insane amount of money to get him there. Like you're you're going to have to give him good money, right. but not three hundred million money. Those guys together, Machado and Harper, could go for. Combined seven hundred million. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Stupid. I think Pollock's go to the Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't go after Harper, I think that's a, a, the place he's going to go. Okay. He's not re-signing with his ball club with Arizona after Goldschmidt was traded to the Cardinals. Which it seems like they're blowing it up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all. It's funny because it says he, they're saying that he the, the Diamondbacks are blowing everything up and they also want to kind of contend too. But I think that division is is Dodgers all the way. Yeah, for sure. But I think Pollock will go to the Dodgers. Add to that, like we said before, they can trade some trade some outfield guys that are not as great as him, or you can just and see what happens yep. if Harper doesn't sign with them. And our next next guy on the list, and and everyone that's listening, we're gonna keep this, and we're gonna see whoever gets the most right towards the end towards the end of the off season. What happens? Oh, yeah. Next guy on the list. The, Probably the, 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 one of the better hitters on the list. I, I don't know why he isn't getting enough hype. Is Nelson Cruz? I have him going to the Twinkies, the, the Minnesota Twins. The Twinkies. There's been a lot of rumors that the, the Twins have just got onto the list of teams that are are interested. The other t- teams are interested in getting Nelson Cruz with the Astros, Rays, and White Sox. Astros are probably maybe the second team I'm, I'm thinking of as, okay. as a team that he might go to. But I think the Twins are, are, have a nice landing spot with him. They just got they just got scope. The Twins are looking to spend some money this offseason. After an offseason last year where they got um, about five guys last year, and all of them are gone now. Mm-hmm. They lasted one year or half a year. So I think the Twins are going to go spend some money and get Cruz and have him play DH and hit some bombs in at Target Field. Okay. I see him going to the Rays. I just... Yeah, they have a lot of ex-Mariners. I don't know how. Maybe that's just their... That's their shtick. That's their shtick. They just go for the you know the ex-Mariners. But I could see him getting like one or two-year deal, a crazy amount of money, just because he's 38, so he's getting up there. But he still is an insane bat, and you know he'd, he'd be a nasty DH. The next player, DJ LeMahieu, gold glove second baseman. Yep. Hits for average, gets about a ton of hits every year. I see him re-sign the Rockies. The Rockies have something going. They really do. They have a ton of hitting. Story at, at, at shortstop. Of course, Aaron Nola at first. I'm at third, excuse me. They have 
uh, Charlie Blackman. They have David Dahl. They have that core. They have the core yeah. hitting. Now, Cargo's a free agent. I know they're going to do with that. They yep. have Parr, I think, was a free agent as well. But I think Mayhew, with a fit of story up the middle, is a great fit. But I can see that. I, I Now, just thinking of it, they have Brendan Rodgers, who's, who's a top prospect, probably their, their best prospect in the farm system, mm-hmm. middle infielder. He could take LeMahieu's role at second. Are they are the Rockies willing not to resign LeMahieu and then and go after and, and stick with the young guy in Rodgers, who they've been sitting on for years? Maybe. But I think he'll resign with them and then maybe move one of them to first base, maybe. Okay. I think he's going to end up – this is pretty much a toss-up for me with the A's and the Nats. Okay. Both teams I'm that, interested. Why? Both teams that – Need a you know solid second baseman. I feel like he just fits their team well. Like other you know other middle infielders they had in the past. Okay, just reminds me same style. And obviously, when you have someone who bats over three hundred every single season, it's not going to hurt your ball club. All right, so our next guy. Now we're going into pitching. We haven't really talked pitching yet. Dallas Keuchel. Where is he going on your list? I can go to the Phillies. Following mm. up Corbin. God, think of Corbin. Solidify that rotation. Think of Ooh. Nola Corbin and Keuchel together. Together. It's a big How three right there. How dare you that be? Oh yeah, that's that would give the Braves a run for their money right there. And but, yeah. but why though? Just I think they have the money to throw at him. Yeah, but I know your pick. I also agree with your pick and the reason why. So again, this is this is a hard one. I think he's gonna go to the Astros again. I think he's a re-sign of a nice contract with the Astros. Yep. That pitching that that starting rotation for the Astros. It, I, look, Keuchel didn't have a great season this year. But he is a legit, he's a Cy Young award winner, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So I think he still he still has that in him, and having a Verlander, and I don't know where Charlie Morton's going to go, but McCullers in there and Garrett Cole, that ro- rotation brought him to the World Series, brought him to yep. the playoffs. I think he's a resign with them. Now we've been talking about the Phillies for a long time. I right, we'll, we're I almost went to J. We'll go to J. A. Happ right now. All right. So J. A. Happ, I see him going to the Phillies. Phillies are looking for uh, another left-handed pitcher. I mean, it could be could be Dallas Keuchel. Who knows? Yeah. But I think they're looking for a veteran pitcher in that ro- a young rotation, in that young lineup. Okay. I think the young team overall, they need a veteran guy who's pitching the playoffs, who's pitching big games, who's been around a while. So I think a Hap can be a good fit there in Philly. All right, I like that. I think Yankees are going to re-sign him. I mean, they they got to sign some lefty eventually, right? They only have CC in that ro- yeah. rotation, right? Yeah. Oh, they have Paxson, too. So. Oh, you're right. They just give you Paxson, but yeah. I think they're going to get another lefty. Okay. Just because I feel like they're pretty big lefty in the rotation and then righty bullpen kind of guys. All kind of team in general. That's the way Cashman likes to have things going. True. So I I haven't re-signed with the Yanks. All right, so the guy we just skipped was Mike Moustakis. Yep. I have him either going to the Brewers or Twins. Re-signed with the Brewers. Now there's a lot there's a lot of positions that are there. I mean there's a lot of uh a lot of offense with the Brewers. I mean yeah. they, they scope oh, yeah. went to the Twins. He's playing second base, so I don't think Doge is going to be re-signing there anytime soon. I don't mm-hmm. know. But that means Mustakis can still play third in in uh Milwaukee. But they had Travis Shaw, which they loved and they love him in Milwaukee and yeah. they played second base and looked really awkward. So I don't know, it could be a, they could re-sign him. But I also think the Twins, third baseman, third base is a huge hole for them. Okay. They had uh, Eduardo Escobar all this first half of the season, yeah. and he was a perennial all star. Right? He Take wasn't an all star. Sano. He oh, they have Sano, but we don't know what's going to go on with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's either going to play maybe a little first. He's played first okay. once or twice there, but I think Sano can either play DH too. So there's a lot of there's a lot of 
scenarios. And I think Mustakas can maybe find a role at third baseman there. I don't know. I mean, look, they need a they need another power bat. If it's not Nelson Cruz, it could be Mustakas. It could be someone else. So I don't know. I think I think maybe Mustakas could be a guy that could uh, play in, in uh, either the Twin Cities or in Milwaukee. All right, I like both those picks. I haven't gone to the White Sox. They okay. just they have a huge need at third base. Yeah. Neither of their third basemen could hit water if they fell out of a boat. True. Very so, true. Yeah, that's about it. And a young young core coming up. Yeah, yeah, young yeah. Young team, so you maybe you can yep. need a vet, right? All right, so we're we're down to our last three. Now we're going oh, to the relievers. Now. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now like like teams have have went to the World Series and been went deep into the playoffs, but the bullpen's always been there. Yep. If it's the Yankees in 09, if it's if it's if it was the Red Sox this year, bullpens has always been huge. Like Joe Kelly's a free agent. He's not on our list of the top guys right now on this top twelve, but Joe Kelly's a huge guy. I think he'll get resigned the Red Sox anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Red Sox would give him a nice deal. Okay, because he was dirty in a bullpen. He was filthy. I see him going to like something like the Nats or the Cardinals. Okay, like Cardinal contender. They need they you know they need that gas arm yeah. in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Adam Adam Adovino, who was with the Rockies this past season. Yep. Uh his best season overall, if I'm not mistaken. He was a monster as a setup man. And I could watch his highlights every single day. The sliders. Yeah. The, oh. the sliders. Because he comes his body when he throws, it's like coming at an angle. So yep. on right handed hitter, it's almost impossible to tell if it's the fastball or slider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would recommend looking up Adam Adovino striking out Dansby Swanson. It's a slider he throws that looks like it's this day inside, middle in. Middle end, maybe maybe like right down the middle, and uh-huh. it goes to far left handed batters. Yeah, he swings right out of his shoes. Yeah, I have him going to the Red Sox. Okay. We'll get I like into. That. I say Kimbrel's not going to resign with the Red Sox. Kimbrel won six years. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't see that happening. I can see Adovino being either the eighth inning guy or closer, depending on who, what happens with Kelly and if they're going to rotate it now. But I yep. see Adovino making a big splash and going to Fenway and pitching at Fenway and. Make a ton of money over there at Boston. All right, I have him go to the Yankees actually. Oh, so, okay. Out of the other uh, rival, I think the Yankees are going to lose David Robertson. Unfortunately, okay. I love this guy, but I I think he's going to go to the Red Sox. So I think Yankees are going to counter losing D Rob by Britain getting too. out of Vino. That's eh. it's another. It's, it's gonna be. A, I feel, just feel like all these big name relievers. It's just between Yankees Red Sox, and where one ends up, the other's going to end up the opposite. Oh. Okay. So we'll see. And then Kimbrel, we you know, we were just talking about him a little. I'm going to the Braves. And then uh, probably the Phillies next. Uh yeah. you know, both the teams need a veteran a veteran arm in the pen. And then I think it'd just be cool to see him go back to the Braves and reunite with Absolutely. You know, his original ball club. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think I think it's automatic. I think the Braves are his number one place. That's of course, you know, I could be hundred percent wrong and you can go <laughs> back to the Red Sox or you can go to the Padres again. Who knows? But I think the the Braves are the Best fit for him. A young team. They have a they have a young starting staff. The bullpen is is getting there, but I think they need that num that closer. They need that yep. guy to when you have faith every single time in and out to get him and get saves. Now, yes, Clu- uh, Kimbrel was extremely shaky in the World Series in the oh, playoffs, yeah. right? Extremely shaky. But I still think he's a great fit and go pitch back in Atlanta in the new stadium, whatever. I think in a different division. Where the NL East is strictly it's it's Braves and Phillies and the Nationals are trying yeah. their best to get there with the Corbin signing and getting two catchers and another reliever, mm-hmm. but I think be perfect for the Braves. And okay. our last 
Our last guy on the list is former Yankee, former Red Sox, Andrew Miller, and former. Now I think I think it's to be former Indian soon. Ooh. So I think it's going to be the Cardinals. And here's why: with a left-handed reliever like him, it's. I think it's so hard to find a left-handed power yeah. arm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's Zach Britton's on the list too, but Miller has been healthy. The He's only three that come to mind are Miller, Britton, Chapman. Right. So I think Miller would be a great fit in that bullpen, which I think was the shakiest part this past season for the Cardinals. If I'm not mistaken, if I am, you can shout me out on Twitter. <laughs> but I think Miller going to the Cardinals, where it's uh, uh, on the Cardinals list, it's it, I think it's pretty high for them to go get a, a, a left-handed reliever, and I think that's the guy that they need to get. Okay. I think he's going to have the Red Sox. Again. I mean, like we were just talking about, it's just one of those things. It's just... You know, whoever goes to the Yankees, that the other guy who was like, you know, right in that same pay pay grade to talent yeah. area, they're gonna go to the other team. So imagine if I said Ottawa the Red Sox and you said Miller the Red Sox. Imagine they got both of them. That would be insane. But I mean, that's also why it makes sense if they're gonna get. There's a ton of you know hard throwing righties. Yeah. So I think they're going to get a hard throwing righty, and then they're gonna match that with Miller. The hard I really think lefty. the Red Sox they don't have. They don't. Oh, breaking news! That's Adam Thielen's first reception this t- on t- today, and we're th- six minutes into the third quarter. Wow! Yep, that is his first That's reception. Insane. Yep, Taylor needs Thielen for a big fantasy night. Yep, I'm winning, but not by a lot. So, uh, anyway, back to <laughs> back to baseball. <laughs> uh, Miller, I, th- I for the Red Sox, I think they they don't. Not I think I definitely. I'm gonna be definite here. They don't need bats. They're not going after Harper, and they're not going after. Machado, they yeah. got their outfield. They got their infield and outfield set. Mm-hmm. I think second base might be the hole that they have because Pedroia, we don't know where his health is going to be. If it's Brock Holt, the Heckkins, I don't know what he's not going to might reassign with them. I yeah. don't know. But I think it's going to be bullpen help and add a bullpen. If they're not going to sign Kimbrell, they're going to either sign uh, Nano Vino or a Miller or even a Zach Britton, whatever, mm-hmm. or they're going to resign Joe Kelly. I don't know. They got Evaldi just now. Uh, it was either, either today or. Until a couple of days ago, so yeah, that's our uh, that's our major league baseball talk. I mean, we do have uh, Harold Baines and Lee Smith made the Hall of Fame. Uh, Lee the, Smith, that's a throwback name. That's a throwback name. So is Harold Baines, but Lee Smith, who had the saves record for about thirteen years, had four hundred and seventy eight saves, eighteen years, eight different teams. I never realized he was that good. Oh yeah, he threw he threw Chet, a tall dude, big heavy heavy guy. And I was really surprised. I feel like if you have some, if you have a significant record, you know, if you have a significant record, like if it's the hits record, if it's saves, if it's home runs, RBIs, if it's doubles, a big time triples, stat, big yeah, time yeah, yeah, stat. Yeah. I feel like you you should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this guy if he the held the record for thirteen years. He was in, I think he was top five in MVPs. I think three or four times. Who has a closer? As a closer, yeah. Damn. All right, so good for Lee Smith. He deserved to get yeah, it. Yeah, and Harold Baines. I knew about him. I didn't know he was this great. I didn't know he had that many hits. I didn't know. I mean, when you play 22 years, you got. I'm sure you yeah, better get close to 3,000. But yeah, 289 average, 384 home runs. He was more of a DH than a right fielder. He was uh, five different teams, majority with the White Sox. I think it was about 14 years with the White Sox or so, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, congrats to both these guys. And then the the Hall of Fame ballots that have come out fairly. I, I don't know exactly when. I think it's more when the season's probably get underway. I don't know how many months away that they're doing this, uh, the actual ballot. But Rivera's on there. 
So if he is not unanimous, I am rioting at Cooperstown. Yeah, right. We should go there. I'm throwing a riot. Picket signs and everything. Yeah. Uh, look, I think I think it should be a no brainer that he should be. One hundred percent. But you know, there's gonna be that one guy. Yeah, the one asshole that says, "Oh, no one deserves to be." Like if, if all the greats, you know, if if yeah, if Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a, you know, unanimous, then no one can be unanimous. Like, come on. Well, yes, I mean, for for guys that are for the writers, there's a lot of the old school writers are kind of fading away. Yeah, you know, the new school guys, but those, so the guys that are still around. That I've heard stories about people that don't vote for hitters that were in the steroid era. How do you so how do you stupid. do that? When you have like Edgar Martinez who's on here, or a junior from last year, or yep. from a couple years ago, like all these great names, yeah, Frank Thomas of the world, and and you got you got Chipper Jones is coming up soon, Jeter's coming up soon, mm-hmm. you know. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the whole thing about when it comes up because yeah, we yeah, always yeah. got the controversy between you know uh, Barry Bonds and Clemens. Are they gonna get in every single year? Messina. I think Messina should be a Hall of Famer. I think he'll get in. I think he'll get in this year. I think Edgar Martinez is, is a clear-cut Hall of Famer. Okay. Best DH of all time. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then I think Rivera's Oh, best in. DH? Better than Big Poppy? Maybe. I mean, Big Poppy, people forget he took steroids. You're people, right. People, Look at that. People forget. <laughs> but I think it's going to be an interesting Hall of Fame uh, induction. Yeah. Interesting. But congrats to Harold Baines and Lee Smith. Damn, we've been talking a lot of baseball tonight. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a, a lot. lot. That was back to the uh, the original radio show days. We would just talk baseball for like an hour easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Now, let's get into some NBA. There's a lot of NBA rumor meal, rumor, rumor trades, trades that have gone on, signings. Yep. What do we got? So, Nick's Kevin Knox finally had his breakout game. 26 points and 15 boards in 41 minutes. Coming off the bench, too. As a Knicks fan, I absolutely love it. You love to see it. I love to see it. Him and Frank Nilakina off to a little bit of a rocky start. Frank had like three or four DMPs in a row, which is not a good look for no. you know second year right. number eight overall pick. But I'm just happy Knox finally you know had a showing like this, and then hopefully the Knicks can make some moves, trade Canner away, trade Hardaway, get rid of some of their vets. Open some cap space. Tank. Tank, exactly. <laughs> Just tank. Get a good draft pick and then worry about free agency going Are into the summer. Are you pissed that, that they keep winning? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I don't. they they don't keep winning because I'll watch a game they're getting killed. Or I'll watch a game and, like, you know, it's a close game. And then every night I just feel like I get this notification, Knicks lose, Knicks lose, Knicks lose. So I feel like they're losing, but they're not losing as much as it feels like. Look, they have eight wins. It's pretty bad. But it's great because mm-hmm. don't you want look? They are, <laughs> they're still the fourth in the, e- in the when it comes the fourth lowest in the East. There's the Cavs, Hawks, and Cavs Bulls. Cavs are what stuck Ca- on three. Cavs, Hawks, and Bulls are at six. Six? Yeah. All three. Where did the Cavs get that high? I think I guess they won. They won on a streak. They won. They won. I think they were still like three they're or four a one wins. Game winning streak. <laughs> but the Suns, man, they got four losses. So they're looking right now. They're they're a five seed when it comes. Fifth pick in the lottery if they're yep. on there. So they're protected okay. right now. I like that. that. That doesn't get you Zion, though. No, that will not get you Zion. That'll get you a uh, bull if I mock oh, draft predictions that, are right. You no, I mean, they're not going to take bull They don't need I him know. There. Probably take uh, this two guard out of USC. I want RJ Baird, too. He's going to be number two. I know. He's and then Reddish, Cam Reddish. Yeah, be three. Oh, the two guys going to be three. This kid is so good. Yeah. All right, so the, talk about the Suns. 
Yep. Trevor Reese on the trader block. Yeah. Lakers. Remember, look at the Lakers. Thoughts on that? I, I look. I think that's pretty interesting. He started with the Lakers when he was a young young pup in the NBA. Oh yeah. He's very good on the defensive side. I think he is a genius for what he did this offseason. He's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm going to go sign with a shitty team. They're going to give me a ton of money because they think we're going to start something big. Yep. Look, Suns, I, I, like my, I've been told you, Booker, Devin Booker's my number, my number one guy, mm-hmm. him and Westbrook. But he looked at this like, look, we're going to be tanking. We're going to be we're gonna be playing like shit. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to sign a one-year, $15.5 million deal. And he probably had a hunch that I'm, I'm going to get trade rumored. I'm going to get traded before Christmas. Definitely. He's just a hired gun now. He's making a ton of money, and he's going to go to a contender. If you get traded before Christmas, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. Lakers won in, but they're looking to get a third team in the mix to try mm-hmm. making this thing happen. Yeah, the, so the Suns have heard from at least eight teams that they're interested in crying Ariza. Yeah. So three-point shooter, good defender, veteran. Yep. I guarantee the Rockets won him back from what I mean, they've been playing like garbage. Yeah, 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 for sure. So once December fifteenth hits, that's when players who were signed over the summer and free agency can start being moved. They're eligible to be moved. So in five days or four days. Do you believe that the Rockets are the second worst team in the West? Eleven losses. No, that's eleven insane. eleven wins, fourteen losses. Insane. Yeah. Especially when they they were in the number one seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. Last season, so I don't know what's up with the Rockets. They definitely need some help. Yeah, they there there's. I think they if they add him back, I think chemistry wise be a nice fit for sure. But I yeah. think he's gonna go to the Lakers. I don't. The Suns have said they're not taking uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's also on a one year deal or a bench player. So they're probably asking Lonzo or Kuzma, someone like that. So I don't, I don't know if the Lakers are gonna pull the trigger. I don't think they're those two. For guys, either of those, those two I don't, guys are untouchable. Yeah, I don't think you. I, I don't think, think Pope, you move. I think they might move Pope if they could. For yeah, reason. yeah, I think I would think that that would be a really good trade for them. But let's move on. So the Bulls, Bulls have been a mess over the last week. This they, is like it's almost oh. sad, man. They, they booed him after a, uh, was it a fifty point loss. They got torched. house. They got house. Yeah, they got destroyed. <laughs> fifty point loss. So this is the last eight nights. Okay, let's read them off here. Last Sunday. They fired Fred Hoiberg. Right. I had practice Monday after that. Jim Boylan took over. It wasn't like a two-hour practice. Or yeah, something? long practice. Yeah. Then they had a road game. Probably annoyed after their long. And practice. And then they had a the practice, road. and it's like, even in like the G League where I work, unheard it's of. insane, unheard of, to have a practice when you come back from a road trip. Right. It just there's no there's no point. Like, yes, I I understand. Like, your players might be sore, but. Just the whole fact you're going to piss him off. Like, just don't do that to him. Then after that practice Wednesday, they had another practice Thursday. <laughs> and then a game Friday, they had another game on Saturday. So back to back, to back after two practices Exactly. Before. So then on Sunday, they had a practice scheduled, and then they have a game tonight, or I guess yesterday, if we're talking, you know, Tuesday. Weren't they? Didn't they say they were to boycott it? Yeah, they so were... that's what I'm getting with this. Okay, so okay. on that Sunday practice, after they had – a practice, a road game, two practices, and then back-to-back games. Yeah. Boylan said, all right, we're going to have a practice. They had a team meeting, and apparently we're in a text chain, and said, no shot. Player only? Player only, yep. Okay. And said, we're not doing this. And then so apparently some of the vets came out and said, guys, we got, we got to practice. You can't just not practice. But I just feel like this is such an – it's all oh. unfortunate. 
Drama in the building. Tons of drama. And Butler isn't even there. Yep. It's... He hurt himself, actually, tonight. This is a, this is a drama in the building. Right here. Yeah. Bingo. This is our first drama in the building. <laughs> hey, guys, that's a segment we've been trying to kickstart for the last 10 episodes. Bingo. <laughs> first drama in the building is the Not Chicago Bulls. Not perfect. 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 Just right, fell right in our lap, like Danny Duffy. We will always say that. Oh, my God. Like Danny Duffy <laughs> fell right in our lap. Just look up Danny Duffy DUI. Burger King. Burger King. Was it McDonald's or Burger King? I think it was Burger King. Okay. Just look up Dan Duffy DUI 2017. (laughs) Best thing ever. Classic. Classic. Yeah, so it's not looking so hot for the Bulls. No. Not really sure what they're going to do. Coaching-wise, playing-wise. All right, so you're a player on this team. Yeah. You're a young guy. Okay. Like you're a a Zach Levine. How many years have you been playing? Four? Uh, five. This five? is his fifth year. All right, so maybe not him. He had his four years. He just got his new contract. Forget, so forget him. Like a Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr. Oof. If you're a young guy, rookie. Yep. And you're seeing this BS. What are you? Are you saying? Are you gonna like seriously saying, get me the hell out of here after my third year when I can leave? Right. I'd be pissed if I was a player on that team. Even GM or owner, you gotta be pissed. What the fuck's going on? You don't you don't practice back to back games and then days and then you go and then there's a back to back days in a row, two days in a row with games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they stink already. Yeah. So, but think if they were okay. They're, I mean, they're they're still they're still going to lose. They're shot, mentally shot. They're they're pissed off. Oh, definitely. They're physically definitely exhausted. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely Bad move. drama in the building. Definitely drama in the building. All right, so we'll take a quick break and we come back. We are going to get into some sort of special segments. Top performer looking for a bookie and bench player of the week. All right, let's get going with our special segments. Top performer. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. All right, so there have been two players in NBA history who have scored at least 25 points and grabbed at least 15 rebounds in one game before their 20th birthdays. One is LeBron James and the other is the next Kevin Knox. Talked about him before. Great company. 41 minutes played off the bench, 26 points, 15 rebounds, one steal. 10 for 25 from the field, shot 50% from three. I like that. And 100% on free throws. So very good. I you know, I said it enough before, but very happy with Kevin Knox and his breakout performance, finally. That's a stellar performance. Oh, yeah. 20 years old, man. When I was 20... I was like, I'm saying like I'm like, it's like 30 years ago. When I was 20. I was drinking alcohol right around this time. Yep. Having a Christmas party in my my apartment. All right. Sounds right. All right. So my top performer, he's the first tight end in franchise history history to record a thousand yards receiving. He now has 1,100 yards on the year. He also has the franchise record for most receiving yards in a single in a single game. By a tight end for the, I think I wrote the same stat there, um, for the for the Niners and his name is George Kittle, seven receptions for two hundred yards, two hundred ten yards and a touchdown. So he broke the franchise record in receiving for tight ends just this season. Yeah. The hell. Vernon Davis is the record prior. No, what? How do you have quarterbacks like Joe Montana, and Steve Young, and no one's even like near this. He broke the franchise record. That's wild. He got it. All right. So, George Kittle, Kevin Knox, well done. Well done. Top performer. Keep performing. All right. We are looking for a bookie. 
Bowl season starts now. You hype, Taylor? Absolutely. All right, so all these. Always love bowls. Oh, love the bowls. Rice all bowl. these. Rice bowls? The rice bowls. Cabo Fresh, shout out. <laughs> shout out, Cabo. All these games are uh, coming on Saturday. Just to review quick, last week, we were 6-7 and seven at the time. We are now 8-8. Eight and eight. We're back on 500. We can never get over the 500 hump. We're going to try. We got it. Uh, this week's got to be our week. Yeah, so last week our spread pick, we had Giants over Washington. That was a big win, easy. 40 dub. We 40, had 40 on 40 burger. Yeah. We had Giants. NBA, the Houston at uh the T-Wolves. We took the over on 218 and a half. We lost. This was your golden that was your golden yeah, rule. I know. I said we were going to keep sticking with it until we got it wrong. We, we won one in a row. So, we're <laughs> done with that theory. It's gone. it's gone. Maybe bring it back out in a month or so. And then money line we had Wisconsin over Rutgers. Pretty easy. That put us 2-1 and one on the week, 8-8 eight and eight total for this week for bowl season. Our spread, we had the Las Vegas Bowl. Fresno State, Arizona State. I like what you did there with Las Vegas and gambling. I like what you did there. I didn't even... Yes. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just say yes. We got Arizona State uh, getting 3.5 over Fresno State. So let's see what uh, Coach Herm can do over there. Then we have our over-under. We have the New Orleans Bowl. Middle Tennessee at Appalachian State. Over 50.5 points. I feel like this is going to be, you know, nice classic uh, like a mid-level football game. And these bowls are all next week? These bowls are all Saturday the 15th. Fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch. I think there's six of them. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of football to watch. And then Moneyline, we have the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. We have Tulane minus 185 over Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, we know what we should do on Friday? Let's hear it. Play a game. Okay. Is it a bowl game or is it a fake name? Fake name or real name? Genius. I think we should do that Friday. We're going to get Friday stoned show. with that? Yeah, we'll get stoned with that too. Stone will be involved. He's not here. He's not hearing all the names we're talking about. <laughs> he has no shit. All right. He's getting, he's getting I thrown out. I don't think you knew. I, I don't think you knew what a bowl, any of these bowl games were to begin with. He could have said, uh, you know what? We'll wait. All Friday. right. So you're listening now. We're going to, we're going to put stone on the, you know, on some trivia. Yeah, well, I see we'll, what he we'll can all do. be on trivia. All right, I like that. Yeah. All of us. All right, so that was looking for a bookie. Eight and eight. Let's hopefully go two and one this week. Yeah. Get into the positive. Okay. We need it. Big we, time. We need it big time. And the bench player of the week, another Redskin quarterback, came off the street, Josh Johnson. If you haven't heard of this guy, you know what? We don't blame him because the guy hasn't played in a billion years. So tell me a little about this guy. Josh Johnson is the quarterback <laughs> that I pick up in Madden when I need a third string quarterback who's fast. Okay. That's about, that's about all I know. That's about all I know. <laughs> so despite the final result from this this Giants Yeah, they they killed him. Kill killing forty to sixteen win <laughs> over the Redskins. He went eleven for sixteen for hundred and ninety five yards. And he is gonna be the guy now. Sanchez had a shot. He's not playing. He's not going to be a starter next week. I I mean, I don't know. Do you think he'll start next week, Sanchez? No, no shot. So, 32-year-old journeyman quarterback who's played for 12 different NFL teams. 12? Yeah. I'm reading this according no to way. CBS Sports. That that brings us to Johnson, a 32-year-old 32, 32 journeyman quarterback who has played for 12 different NFL teams in addition to a stint in the UFL. What? Yep. Also, he was assigned to the San Diego Fleet. Was the first overall pick in the AA in the AAF draft last month, which is a new league that they're making up, right? 
So the Redskins got a first overall pick. If you Let's think go. about, if you think about <laughs> it, they got a first overall pick. Right on paper. On Very paper, good. yes. If you really think about it, but Josh Johnson, you are our bench of the week. Congratulations. Yeah. Also, Josh Johnson said after the game against the Giants, he admitted that he utilized Madden, the NFL game, video game. Yeah. Everyone knows Madden. Uh, in order to acclimate himself with the Redskins roster, probably the playbook too. I feel like it help a little I guess, at least. I guess you said he was on vacation or something. Yeah, he was on vacation or uh, something like that. He was on vacation or he was doing a uh, he's doing a charity softball event or something. Oh, like okay. That. But Madden call. Imagine, coming in clutch. Imagine getting the call. You haven't played in a long time. You just got drafted first overall in, in the other, UFL. In, in the, it was AAF. AAF. Oh, a what? League. AAF. Uh, I have to see it. What is the league called again? The AAF. You uh, know what that stands for? Uh, American. So I don't know. American Association of Alliance of American Football. I got the American in there. Yeah. So there you go. Let's look at that. Josh right. Johnson, bench player of the week. Congratulations. Congrats. If you can hear this, if you're listening, congrats. <laughs> All right. Keep make sure you. Don't play too well because we need to get another Redskins quarterback in <laughs> as the bench. Who's the next? Week. Let's get a prediction. Who's the next one to get the call? Oh, who's the next Redskins quarterback to get? Who's going to get another opportunity? TJ Yates. Ooh, I'm going to say EJ Manuel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like both of those. Okay. Anything? Anything post show? Well, next week on uh, Friday we're going to do a top three. Hopefully Stone is here. Yep. So we'll do a top three. We'll, we'll leave you guys hanging because we have a couple in the bag. And we'll definitely do trivia, bowl, bowl names. If it's a bowl name or is it not, breaking news, the Vikings just got a blocked punt, a blocked field goal. Well, they, just got, they just got blocked. Oh, it's a flag. Never mind. I'll, I won't do play-by-play play anymore. This game is a mess. Six Seattle, nothing. Minnesota. We have six minutes left in the fourth. It's 6 nothing Seattle. This is not the barn burner I was hoping for. Kirk Cousins looks like dirt. Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson does too. Russell Wilson looks like crap too. <laughs> Pretty wild. Anyway, nice show. Good job tonight. We have a nice, we have a solid show coming up on Friday. Yep, well, we're going to be doing a lot. That yeah, day. a lot of and hopefully we'll have some breaking news when it comes to Major League Baseball and any signings and if we got any of these right. Yep. So we'll we'll definitely keep updated with those. Any last words from tonight's show? Nope. No. Nothing. Mm, no. Are we going to have some? Would you wear it on Friday? Uh you know what? Probably yeah. Okay. Good. There's some uh, there are a lot of shoes dropping this week, Lit. a lot of basketball stuff. So yeah. Okay. All right. So we will see you guys on Friday. See ya. Put the fucking mic on. Mic is on. Joe cracked it on. Do it.